Hey friends, welcome back to Fit Friends Happy Hour. This is episode 206 and I'm your host, Katie. With the 4th of July weekend behind us and likely lots of summer events and gatherings ahead of us, I want to take time to recognize how challenging and stressful these events can be, especially those that revolve around food and sometimes even our own bodies. So many people experience anxiety leading up to these events and guilt and regret afterwards when they've eaten more than usual. It's so ingrained in our society that self-criticism and shame will somehow motivate us into making change. However, after years of practicing as a registered dietitian and personal trainer, as well as from my own personal experience, I've learned that nine times out of 10, this backfires. What actually happens is it sends us into a negative downward spiral of being mean to ourselves, and it often results in that diet cycle of restricting to only then overeat and binge again. Today, I'm going to share five quick tips to help you cultivate compassion when you find yourself feeling that pull to diet. P.S. Have you ever wondered what type of eater you are? Well, we created a free quiz that's super quick and super fun to help you identify just that. Check out katiehake.com forward slash quiz, or just click the link in the show notes to learn more. Welcome to Fit Friends Happy Hour, a podcast about all things nutrition, fitness, and life in your 20s and 30s, all from a non-diet lens. I'm your host, Katie Hake, and I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and certified personal trainer. Join me here every week as I talk with interesting people and experts from all walks of life about their relationship with food, exercise, and their bodies. I am on a mission to help you redefine the word fit to help you stop quantifying and start living. Learn to stop measuring your success by the scale and find your fears. Let's first talk about what self-compassion actually is. Kristen Neff, a leading self-compassion expert and researcher at the University of Texas, defines self-compassion as extending compassion to ourselves, especially when we are having a difficult time, suffering, feeling inadequate, or we notice something that we don't like about ourselves, rather than ignoring our pain or beating ourselves up with self-criticism. Also, side note, check out episode 198 if you are really resonating with this episode, because in that episode, we talk about and unpack the meaning behind getting, you know, quote, back on track, which I feel like is very common on a Monday post-holiday as well. So self-compassion involves using kindness instead of judgment. It's recognizing that we are human and no human is without flaw and feeling this type of pain while it feels isolating and like, I am the only one who ever does this bad thing, or I'm the only one who overeats or feels guilty about it. It's understanding that no, I'm actually not. And as Evelyn Triboli, the author of intuitive eating describes, it's coming from a place of curiosity, not judgment, being objective about our feelings and not overly dramatic or exaggerated. Now, you might be thinking, ugh, Katie, I don't know. I I really don't know that mean girl voice or that Regina George in my head. She's a real B and it's hard. It's so much easier said than done. Well, the good news is that your brain is just like any muscle 
And with training, it can get stronger and it can learn new things. So feel encouraged that with practice, you truly can fix your mindset and not let an episode of overeating send you down a spiral. First, before we can make any sort of change, we have to bring awareness to what's happening. Oftentimes that critical self-talk is so automatic and subconscious that we're not even aware of it. Can you start to pay attention to the type of language that you're using? What are some common phrases or adjectives that you use to describe your body, to describe how you feel? What's the tone? Is it sassy and mean, or is it just flat out sarcastic, dry, and rude? This step is key. Identify the self-talk and start to change the tone and message. Change it to a dialogue that you might have with a best friend or a little sister or somebody you just want to take care of because you love them so much. Next, going along with the friend thing, can you think about how you might treat a friend? I hope, and I'm going to assume that you're the type of person who is optimistic and always wants the best for yourself and for others. You're here because you want to be better. It's kind of like when I had this group of friends in college who we all worked out together. Seriously, I could not pull myself out of bed to save my life. And I I would, and I still would and do, snooze for two hours, no problem. But my friend Kelly, she was like queen of discipline and being on time. And we know this is a thing that I am always working on. But she would show up at my friend Paulina and I's apartment at 4.45 a.m. on the dot so that we could make it to the gym to get our workout in at 5 a.m. So if I wanted to bail... I would have to text her and let her down. And that was always way harder than bailing on myself or canceling on myself. Like I wouldn't just ignore her calls like I would my alarm. That would just be rude and disrespectful to her time and her commitment. My point is most of us know how to treat and how to talk to others, but it's hard to have that same respect for ourselves. If it's hard for you to use that same language that you would with a friend, See if you can at least move towards some neutral statements or what I like to ask, what's the truth? So an example might be everyone eats burgers and brats with buns at summer barbecues, or it's okay that I enjoyed seconds of my mom's homemade potato salad. I don't know if that's just a Midwest thing. Either way, you get the point. You might say something like cellulite's normal. It's okay if my body looks different than it did now a few years ago. I'm still a good person, right? You're not saying I love my body. You're not saying... I feel good. I can eat whatever you want. But what is something that is true? That's just a fact that you, you believe, right? Because the more that you can say things that you believe, that's going to be a little bit easier than just saying things that you're, you don't actually believe. I hope that makes sense. My next tip is to explore writing or journaling. I know, I know it's not for you, but seriously, I want you to challenge that thought and see if it's helpful to try again. Whether it's just a sentence in your planner or every night before bed, can you make it a daily practice? Because I promise you, if you can make it a daily or even weekly habit to write down something positive or neutral, you will see progress in your ability to have self-compassion. You'll see a change in that inner dialogue, and it will be life-changing for both your mental and your physical well-being. Now, as you start to see your inner dialogue shift to being more compassionate, Awesome. Amazing. Love it for you. Let's use it to your advantage. Remember that when it comes to motivation, especially motivation to change and do the hard things, 
Being a jerk to ourselves only leads to more shame, more fear, and more resistance. When that inner voice is more compassionate, it allows us to take an unbiased look at our personal weaknesses or mistakes we've made, and we can truly learn from them and move forward. By having compassion, we're setting ourselves up for success with our own environment, but especially that environment or that space between our ears. Lastly, I want to leave you with a few mantras because I love mantras and they have been so helpful to me personally and my clients. I invite you to repeat these after me because it's one thing to hear it, but it's another thing to say it and hear yourself say it. So pick what resonates with you today, write it down so you can refer back to it. Every meal or snack is an opportunity to learn more about my body. I listen to my mind, my body, and my heart to tell me what it needs. Change requires time, patience, and compassion. I am capable of kindness to others and to myself. I nourish my mind, body, and heart with a kind and loving heart. I am cultivating a peaceful relationship with food. I am cultivating a peaceful relationship with my body. Thank you so much for your time, for being here today. If this episode is helpful to you, I would so appreciate it if you subscribe leave us a review and share this episode with a friend. I hope this episode brings you peace and leaves you feeling more confident and compassionate as you head into your week. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Fit Friends Happy Hour. Talk to you next time.